Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the number one Biggest Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, Radio McDook. Yeah. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji, the Dr. Kismoji. Yes. And John Ella Fitzgerald Sheeran. Oh, yeah. We ran out of male crooners, yeah. But she's great, great voice. Like John. Yes. Look, guys, introduction. First of all, first of all, before we get to anything, because we have a lot to get to, I want to mention Brinks.tv because you shouldn't be watching on here. You should be watching there. Yes. Where it is, it is a full body experience. It is a, you, 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 it is, it is a very, it's a very different, I don't know even. Hopefully know. it's not smell-o-vision. Well, I, I think it is that. And uh, I don't even know. Courtney, I was not prepared. If, if, if the, if the, if the, 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 the sensations it produces are, are legal or not, but they're going with it anyways. And they have some great programming. Oh, yeah. I mean, I look at this, hold on here. And you look at their most recent podcast, it is called Killing Freedom Wait with Bill O'Reilly. Who obviously, he had a number of false. you know, killing... Patton, Kennedy, no, the no. mob, no, no, no. and uh, Crazy Horse. And now oh. Freedom, he's talking about the last year and a half, the Wait country's history. When the I think of... he fell asleep with the TV on. Yeah. The wrong channel. Yeah, you've been, this is Daddy in Wonderland here. A, 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 might I add, a sort of neoconservative Wonderland. Well, okay, look, but this one is real. They have the Ray Lewis show. It is with the real Ray Lewis. And it is a real show. And they have real guests. And one yeah. of their most recent guests was, hold on, Kaylee McEnany, who mm. obviously was the champion of propaganda very recently. And Kaylee McEnany. And, and, and look, this show, the radio show is about... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to this Katie McEnany, because what is what are you talking about? It is about, the show is about barbarity, vulgarity, and the championship mentality. Nope. nope. And so for those reasons, they have- So close, Daddy. So close. Is he? Look. Well, he got one out of three. Isn't that progress? Championship mentality, yes. <laughs> no, it's a great show. Go watch the show. Last week, Ray had a little too much for Thanksgiving. He couldn't do the show. But in general, he has great guests, former NFL players and coaches, a lot of great people. But uh, I want to ask you guys how you're doing after watching the Bengals have probably their best win in history. Yeah. yeah. And it was the really. worst loss in the Steelers' history. It's weird now. The Steelers are consistently losing to us. This is a dream come true. And, and it started when we weren't even very good. That's yeah. the beauty of it. It's like now we kind of 
always beat the Steelers. Is I really like this. This is a trend I could live with. Right. So you know, it the started when both it started when both teams were not very good because the Steelers haven't been good in a couple of years now. Right. Now they're really not good. They're so. really not good. But now let's say this. Let's give the Bengals credit because I watch this show even when I'm not on it and I'm traveling the world doing all kinds of things for the environment. I do watch your show. I am a fan. And I and I agreed with you, John, where you were a little bit worried about T.J. Watt. A lot of people were. Other podcasts, people were talking about the old T.J. Watt and what they're going to do about T.J. Watt. Everybody's worried about T.J. Watt. And I thought the beauty of that game really came out when you saw T.J. Watt pick up Joe Burrow and really begin to kind of strangle him. And what I saw in T.J. Watt's face was frustration, yep. was I cannot get through this line. I yes. cannot get to you. They are stopping me. And I, that made me proud. That that was the act of a very frustrated man. And, it, and, and then he throws an interception. And what do we do right after we get an interception? This yeah. is a team that won't go down. But my question is, so is the offensive line good now? Because if you could stop T.J. Watt, wasn't that our problem, the edge rushing? I mean, that, have we solved the problem? I think the offensive line had an outstanding game, John. I mean, John? you talked about on the last show, the post-game show, how, how they did, so they were moving people, you know, getting Mixon those nice. But Mixon, you know, had a great game himself, right? Oh, yeah. After the first hit and all that. But, but the pass blocking, it wasn't perfect. But I never felt like Joe Burrow is in trouble. And, and from the beginning of the year, all we ever heard was, how are they going to handle the Pittsburgh D-line? John? I mean... O-line assessment? Didn't, you didn't really feel that way against the Browns a couple weeks ago, right? No, I he didn't. Was under, I didn't. He was under duress a lot because yes. they, didn't have, they didn't have a high-powered running game to rely on. They didn't get consistent push in the run game against the Browns' offensive line. It's far from over. Like They still have to play yeah. the Browns again. Their defensive line still just, just as dangerous. They did a great job handling T.J. Watt. They used C.J. Uzoma and Drew Sample to chip him off the line, help out Riley Reef at right tackle. And I think the fact that they were so dominant with the run game and they didn't have Joe Burrow dropping back and being under pressure as much, I think that definitely helped. Okay, so here's a question for you. This is a team that has looked amazing against the Ravens and the Steelers and really good against the Raiders and the Packers. Why the Browns? The Browns are not that good. We talked about this. What? It was yeah, a bad match. But matchup. explain. It was Wait, a bad uh, no, but is that going to happen again? Hoji no, needs not. to know. It's not. The heart Look, must The Browns know. game and the Bears game were the two games where Burrow tried to do too much and John, backfired. Agreed. He's never going to do it again. Joe Burrow He's didn't play defense against the Browns. John, you are you are distracting. Are the Browns that good, John? They're not good, but they are match up really well with the Bengals. It's not like they're they're void of talent. They just have no. a bad quarterback right now who's injured. Yeah. So right. look, here's the thing. Okay. We are rolling. We are rolling and Roll we it. have a matchup against the Chargers. The Chargers. And in preparation of that, I want to bring in Yes. The man. I have been waiting for the this host man. of the Believe in the Chargers show along with Lorenzo Neal. I charge Bengals, my car every night. Former Bengal fullback Lorenzo Neal, who Yes, and Fernando Ramirez is the other host, and he is here with us today. Hello, Welcome. Fernando. How Fernando, are you? it's great to have you. Hey, guys. Thank you guys so much, so much for having me on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to do this and, and to be on. Now, were you saying Joe Mixon or were you saying Nixon? Because uh, the way this show started, I was wondering what, where, where you wow. were going with it. 
you are quick on the trigger. You have picked up yeah. on the subtle <laughs> undertones. Yes, you picked up on the staunchy fermenting. Both have a special place in my heart. But, yeah. but so, no, Fernando, we... Fernando, did you know that my middle name is the Electric, and you are believing the Chargers? We both love electricity. Oh, look at How that. do you know they don't mean charging people money, which oh, would be true. my master Mastercard? Yeah, okay. That's but true. look, so so Fernando, you host the show with Lorenzo Neal, who he was supposed to be on the show, but you know he he could be on the show. We he could might see, come on the show. He might come. I'd come on the show. It depends on you know if because I think he came and he was and he had all of a sudden he had a stomach, uh, you know. Stomach pains once he saw the show. Yeah, it happens to, be, to a lot of people. Lot we of have people, a special they run we have away. Spe- they yeah. run away. They're they're holding their backside and just run straight yeah. to the bathroom when they see the show. There is a there is a you read the fine print. This show can cause diarrhea and constipation at the same time. So you're telling me after this show, I'm gonna have to run to the bathroom. Maybe do it. Depends on how strong your stomach is. Yes. But yeah. but so no, but Lorenzo, we hope he's fine and we hope he can be on the show because it's gonna be great for ratings. <laughs> And and we no we want to see him too, right. but Lorenzo, very impressive man, four time Pro Bowler, he blocked for I think eleven a thousand yard rushers including Corey Dillon in two thousand and one. Wow! This man was so big, five foot eleven, seven hundred and thirty five pounds that he could no. I could wait get a thousand yards no. running behind him. You Hold just, on, you just listed Hoji's weight. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. What from, are you talking about? From Wikipedia. But I could literally run behind him and get a thousand yards. That is how big this man was. And how you literally can't him. run. Well, he played like he weighed three seven hundred pounds. I mean, how big he was and how he was able to you open guys? up those holes. So you're not you're not technically you're not wrong. See that? But no. But uh, let's let's uh, let's let us talk about you. And you are the writer for Sports Illustrated. I wow. read your bio, Dion Sanders. He is jealous of your hairline. <laughs> wow! And, As am I. And this guy—I mean, he's a—he's a superstar, Fernando. So tell us about what you do and where you do it. Uh, not a super, not a superstar. I appreciate that though. I appreciate the intro. Uh, yeah, no, I cover. I've been covering. I've been around the Charger organization for since 2013. Uh, before I did internships, uh, working around on their Spanish radio broadcast team, helping with post-game interviews, and slowly but surely wake, working my way up and 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 living the American dream. Honestly, right now, getting to cover the team, um, writing stories about them, following them on a daily basis. So it's a it's a pretty fun uh, it's a pretty fun atmosphere, especially with some of the uh, guys that they have on the team: Derwin James, Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa. So it's definitely definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, all that I mean, work just to be interviewed by two puppets, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. That's no, no, no. They're that's I'm the puppet. They're they're the masters of this. Wow. Oh, thank you so much. But no, but you. So you talk about the the, the energy of the team and all the yeah. excitement. And and I'll be honest. So I went to the Chargers Bengals game 2018, I think. Jeff Driscoll was the quarterback, mm. and in anticipation of the big stadium and all the energy and all the noise. I, I, I maybe, you know, I kind of ate everything on the menu at Taco Bell. I was thinking no one's going to ever detect anything. Because of the noise. They want, yeah, I mean, and so, so I go there, and I'll just say it's one of the most embarrassing days of my life. That, that stadium was way too quiet for what. <laughs> yeah. You thought you had, he thought he had like a fart buffer. 
but he did. Oh, you're talking about at at, at uh in Carson. He was always in, the, in Carson. At Carson, yeah, yeah. no, that's he that's was a hoping... soccer stadium. Yeah, that's a soccer stadium. Besides, we got to get you on better stuff. Taco Bell, go to a taco shop. Like it's all yeah. about burritos out here. That, that would require money. It, it's not. Yeah, yeah, but hey, there's a very up, good one. You show actually. up like that, they're gonna get they're gonna hook it up for you. Don't worry about that. He he sticks to the dollar menu. Ha, have you? Oh well. But I, I guess mean, what I'm saying, Lorenzo or, or Fernando, I'm sorry, is that. Is is the Lorenzo is, wish he was this handsome? That's true. I like your I like go. your style. I like your style. Yes. I bet you Wait, could Fernando, for a Fernando, thousand yards too. Fernando, look, are you are you are you in San Diego or LA? I actually like, do live in San Diego still, and I make the commute up to Costa Mesa and to Los Angeles. So I okay. I do still live in San Diego. I can't but, beat the weather out here. I mean, LA no. traffic, uh, people hating on each other here. Relaxing beach weather. Oh, gosh, yes. uh, every the, why, why would I leave? Right. I, I I have a zero carbon estate in Malibu, so I know what you mean. Go ahead. <laughs> but but I guess what I want to say, Fernando, is yes. with with the Chargers, up and coming team. Very hot shot young quarterback. All this is stuff. He's is been compared to the light. Li is there more support now for the team? Is because when I saw it, it was not a lot of support. Yeah. Well, the problem with uh, the dignity, uh, dignity sports health complex tickets were so expensive. It was like seven hundred or about like three hundred dollars per person. So that kind of that didn't help matters. But now there has been a little bit of traction. I mean, everybody thought that the Cowboys were going to absolutely just be 90 percent Cowboys, 10 percent Chargers. It was about 65 percent Cowboys, about Oh my God, my math. 35% charger. So they've slowly but surely been gaining yeah. more and more, uh, more and more love in the city of Los Angeles. It's hard, man. It's hard when LeBron James is here, when, uh, the Clippers are doing their thing, when there's other teams here, the Dodgers. It's hard to really put your, Put, to put a stamp in it, but the Chargers are trying hard. They have a new, fresh, young quarterback. It's not Philip Rivers who came up from San Diego and really didn't embrace the LA culture. It's, hey, hey Justin Herbert's here. He got drafted here. He is now the face, basically, of, uh, of Los Angeles. So, I mean, he's the face of the Charger organization. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, yeah. uh, it does help. It does help having, uh, it does help having a young quarterback like him and, oh, yeah. and really the numbers that he's putting up. I mean, fans are excited for him. And obviously, you add in Keenan Allen, you add in Derwin James, you add in Joey Bosa, you add in Mike Williams and Austin Eckler, yeah. and yeah, there's some more fandom uh, getting, and then Rashawn Slater as well. So they're 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 starting to gain a little bit more, but it's it's one of those things that's going to take time. You can't just snap your fingers like Thanos and and create all these new fans. So it's going to take some time, but but it seems like the Chargers are up to the task of uh, of of trying to build their fan base up here in LA but a lot of their fan base is still from San Diego a lot of the people still make the drive I'm I'm driving up to the stadium on Sundays and I see Charger fans right next to me right way down here in San Diego making the drive up there so it's a little yeah. bit of uh, a little bit of love from San Diego and then obviously uh some love from LA as well yeah well let, let's talk about Justin Herbert yes because the the official draft you know a scouting report on him was and and Joe Burrow with choosing yeah. between the two was a slingy on the brain, right? He slings right. the ball downfield. Yeah. He he likes to just throw the ball. He has a really a strong arm, but he doesn't know where the ball is supposed to go. He doesn't know. No. He yeah. has no plan. No. But Joe he Burrow, he dissects the defense. But I mean, Justin Herbert's been so much more than that. I mean, he is he's really really grown. He's got sports smarts. But yeah, tell us about his his current. You know. Status as a quarterback. Where is he? Where would you rank him? Where does he need to go? I, I mean, I have him in the top ten of the NFL. Just the way he's kind of grown 
from last year to this year. I mean, yeah, obviously last year there was a lot of negative talk on him. There was, and really, I'm going to be completely honest. We didn't get to see him during training camp. We never saw him practice with the first team offense, first team defense. So when he came out against Kansas City and he balled out, we were taken back as well as the media because we never got the only time he ever practiced against the first team. Melvin Ingram picked him off on the first play and ran it back for a pick six. And then Anthony Lynn was like, okay, I've seen enough. I don't need to see more. So it was, it was a rough start, but he really came in. And I mean, having weapons like Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry and, and Mike Williams helps, but he really has taken it uh, himself and he's kind of rolled with it. If you guys look at it, I think Joe Lombardi is now his sixth. The offensive coordinator in the last six years. Uh, Brandon Saley's his fifth head coach in the last five years. So there's been a lot of turnover with Justin. And for Justin to be able to succeed in every single offense that he's been in, put up the numbers that he has, it's really impressive. And it, it, it helps him. But at the same time, you want to see what the kid can do when he has the same offensive coordinator and the same uh, coach going into the next season. But obviously, it's this season. He's really he's really learned how to... How to um, how to read defenses. He's learned how to kind of slow down a little bit and not get, not go too fast. So he, he's really taking command and he's become more of a leader this year. When you hear, when you heard the guys last year, they said that slowly but surely he was trying to make his way and his voice known. Now he's really become a leader. He's the one that calls the plays, obviously. And he's the one that uh, makes all the calls. And if he wants to check out of stuff, he checks out of it with confidence. So Justin's really, uh, Justin's really taken a, a huge step forward this season and and like you said not the, he he really got a lot of a lot of unfair hate last year coming out in the draft with uh oh he's he uh, his personality doesn't fit he's gonna be a bust he's this he's that it just D- justin's different and that's the thing the nfl doesn't like different and justin's just a different human being so it was hard for the nfl to really realize what kind of a guy he was but he really is He's a good, uh, a good young kid who's just really trying to play quarterback, and he'll let you know. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to play the quarterback position. I'm just here to have fun, and and obviously uh, try and be the best teammate that I can be." So he says all the right things, and and he plays well. So that's that's uh that's the most the Chargers can ask for. And then going from Drew Brees to Philip Rivers to now uh, Justin Herbert is a good indication on how the franchise has done drafting quarterbacks uh, the yeah. last three times well i mean look Absolutely. here's the thing here is the thing I, I i do like justin herbert i like his style i see a very i see a kind of uh you know freewheeling kind of surfer dude uh, uh throwing the ball kind of thing but how do you but i i don't know about the receiving depth on the team i feel like it's shallow i feel like that's always been an issue especially when you compare them to let's say i don't know the cincinnati Bengals, where we have jamar chase for example, and, and the other receivers have really stepped up, T. Higgins and uh, others. I mean, it's just been an amazing receiving core. So I, I think, I mean, yeah, you know, there's quarterback and there, there's who the quarterback throws to. And yeah. I think that that's going to be one of the key differences in this game, personally. What's your, we'll can get you, to can you read my mind? I think yeah. you can read my mind. I, I was reading it. Yes, that, I can. Yeah, I, can. I, 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 I technically can. Yeah. That's, I, no, and I, I, I'm sure you can because that's been one of the issues that I pointed out this season about this Chargers team is that they decided to go with Jalen Guyton, who last year was good. He'd have 70-yard touchdown catches. He'd do different things, but he was only good for one catch a game. Right. He really doesn't. He can't. He he really doesn't make more than one catch. Uh, uh, 
Josh Palmer, rookie, he hasn't really, he's still slowly adapting to the offense. So they've really needed a third receiver. The Raiders game, the Raiders decided to take away Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Everyone else stepped up against the Ravens. They did the exact same thing. Nobody else stepped up. Nobody, Jared Cook didn't step up. Uh, it, it was just the offense had a terrible day. So that's what I've been saying about the team, that they need a third receiver who can really burn them down the field. That's why I said if if Devontae Smith would have landed into their lap and Rashawn Slater was already gone, hey, that'd be a good – and people are like, receiver, what are you guys talking about? Hey, a receiver like Devontae Smith – with uh, Justin Herbert would have been very good, but obviously they got Rashawn Slater. Rashawn's probably going to be an all uh, an all pro or an all pro rookie this year. He's been a very good left tackle for them, but they are missing that that third receiver and they're missing a second running back. They well, just it, they, they, they it don't takes, have it. it take, you know, it takes a QB coach to know these things, and and luckily we have a coach who has some experience as a QB coach, and he knew that Jamar Chase was the right pick, despite what the media was saying and despite all yeah. the criticism. He knew that Jamar Chase would make the difference. I no. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, we know that right. as QB coaches. I was a QB coach once to go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. I guess yeah, so. right. But uh, speaking yeah, of not having things, uh, Fernando, uh, we over here at the show, we, we, we try to be content, but there's a lot that we don't have. And that is why people donate. They donate to the show. And uh, some people have, have become, yes, have become members. It should be recent memory. Uh, because we have people who have become uh, members of the show, which you can do when you go to uh, next to the subscribe button. And we have, I didn't know we had members, okay, until, until I, I started noticing all this money coming into my bank account. I was like, whoa, what is this? And so, you know, and, uh, and so we have Natty Jungle, who became a member of the Trey Hendrickson tier last week for, uh, for $9.99 a month. It is a discounted rate from the Patreon uh, tier of $10 a month. This is $9.99 a month. And, uh, and so Natty Jungle, obviously been a long time supporter of the show. We love Natty Jungle. Oh yeah. And I think Hoji, you, you, uh, yeah. you saw him recently. Well, it is a very interesting story that you, because the thing is, you know that yo how much i have long loved the hosts of uh the the nfl fox. on fox yeah. yeah and it's weird because the thing is i love fox well, let me just say you love, i hold agree on, hold i on. love fox I and love it fox. and it is not without a touch the of news guilt. but no yes. i don't love the news the thing is <laughs> no, i agree with you the until, news is top fair and balanced go ahead uh, until msnbc has its own NFL coverage. It is what it is, but it's because of my love really for Jimmy Johnson, who I've always thought was a great coach. And of course, best hair in the NFL. So you know how much I love that show. Sometimes I'm watching it literally while we're recording this show. I'm watching reruns. And why I, I just would sit there and listen. And so right. I was trying out for that show. And I was going to skip. I was honestly going to betray you. And I was going to go from this show to that show. And they were going to have oh, wow. me try out in New York. They flew me out to New York. I got caught up in the parade. I run up to be, they were going to give me like one hosting gig to see how it goes. And someone is pretending to be me. Now, if you could pull up the picture, I'm like, who is this? So they said, oh, I'm, this, uh, see, this is me. I took this picture. They wouldn't let me through. They said, oh no, Hoji, like, Dr. Hoji is already here. Dr. Hoji is already here. And I'm like, no, I'm not here. And so then I go up and I start talking to this guy. I started talking around and like, who was it that was trying to replace me? And they're like, oh, you know, his name is, uh, he, he, this is Big Louis Kleminski. I'm like, Big Louis Kleminski? Who's Big It is none other than Natasha Ijungle, i.e. another alias, Natty Jungle, our Incredible. donor. Yes. 
he Courtney, is amazing detective work by the a, way. a con artist who impersonates me I call him out. He doesn't get the job, of course. I don't get the job. But we go to that coffee shop where J Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David first started their show. Fiction and Sitkin. Yeah. yeah. We go to that. You know, it's real. And I go to that cafe and we decide, hey, you know what? He's such a good storyteller. We're going to yeah. record the pilot about uh, a psychic and uh, a vegan. And I'll be playing the vegan and a con artist played by Natasha Ijungle, Natty Jungle. Amazing. But Big we want to say, look, we want to say Natty Jungle. Thank you. We love you. Thank you for supporting the show. And, and Kentucky Ron also with uh, $0.99 cents a month, the Von Bell tier. We also have the Jamar Chase tier, $4.99. Joe Burrow, $19.99. And the Rick Holly, who's been an amazing, Long amazing time. patron. Such a, yes, is such a, a, a man of, of culture and dignity. He supports great, you know, kind of... Works uh, of art. Yes. Fungible and, and uh, non-fungible. Right, right. But look, this show is not just about money. We also sometimes talk football. Oh, and yeah. that is why I want John to break down the battle along the offensive and defensive lines where you mentioned, Fernando, uh, Joey Bosa. So Who's the we Bosa? know that we're going to have to worry about him. Not, I, he's not, he, now see, he doesn't, he's not as interesting as his brother, Nick Bosa. We don't know if he's interesting. We don't know that much about him. But Nick what makes Bosa, Nick obviously, Bosa interesting? Yeah, I don't know. But he's very that. outspoken. He has a lot mm. of... Yeah. I feel like there's something there. Some sort of... Some sort of Fox News-ish reference that we're not getting. Right, right. Okay, so John, please. Joey Bosa is amazing. He's such a good pass rusher for the Chargers. They played them last year. He's a great guy. If if you guys want to, I had him on my other podcast, Compas on the Beat. We uh, it ha it comes out Wednesday. If you guys want to check it out, we talked to Joey Bosa and talked to him about everything. He he wants Cincinnati in the top four for college football. Just FYI. There wow. we go. A Buckeye, but an Ohio guy by heart. Joey yep. Bosa is amazing. They played them last year guy. when they had Melvin Ingram on the other side, and they had an awful time handling Joey Bosa, but that was with an old Bengals offensive line. That was with Jonah Williams playing his first ever game. And it's Bobby, Joey Bosa. He got, he got into Bobby Hart's face too, Bosa did. Yeah, it's too. It, I mean, <laughs> God, that was an ugly game from up front. It's It kind of feels like it's just Bosa, though, for this def current yeah. iteration of the Chargers defensive line. Bosa's still amazing, but I, I, I'm not sure if there is that equivalent to Melvin Ingram on the other edge. And honestly, Fernando, you can back me up here if I, or counter if I'm wrong. Their defensive tackles are not very good against the run. No. It's it's a weird de-evolution de of that defensive line up front. Well, I'm sure uh, the doctors read my mind already about what I'm going to say, but yes. uh, but I, I it, it's not very a couple against the Steelers. I'm just going to say there was no Jerry Tillery, no Christian Covington, and those guys were able to hold Najee, Najee Harris to 55 yards. And they came back last week, and Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams went off on them. So it hasn't been very pretty. Uh, they're hoping that Limbaugh Joseph will be back. He's been he's their best defensive tackle. Then it's Justin Jones. Uh, Limbaugh has been on the COVID list, um, and they expect him to come back maybe this week. Um, and you're right when you say that Joey doesn't have that kind of equal on the other side. It has been kind of a – it's been – Uchenna Nwosu, it's been Kyler Fackrell. They haven't really been able to get going. Uh, they've even tried Kenneth Murray, their first-round draft pick out there. Uh, it's been a little bit rough for him, too. So it, it that's why they started moving Joey around. So Joey, so 
against the Patriots, Joey, they went in saying, hey, we have a plan. We're going to move you around, possibly put you over the guard, over the center, maybe make you move you around a little bit. And Joey's like, okay, cool. What great plan. Because they keep on chipping at him. Every single play, the Patriots chipped at Joey. And you could tell Joey was notably frustrated. And they didn't move to the guard. Uh, they didn't move him over the guard. And he's like, well, what's going on? Like, why didn't we use the play? So ever since they started mo- using that, in the last four games, he has a sack in each of those games. And he really has been on, on a tear. And the only problem is they don't have somebody the opposite side of him. And then <laughs> it's funny because I saw, uh, obviously, everybody watched the Michigan-Ohio State game over the weekend. And some fans were, like, tweeting at me, hey, do you think the Chargers would get one of these pass rushers from Michigan? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. The season's not over yet. What are you guys talking about the draft for? Like, not even the Super Bowl's gone by. And, oh, well, we were already looking at the draft. And I'm like, whoa, relax a little bit. But... It definitely, uh, it definitely. Joey is still Joey Bosa. It's just without that other guy on the on the on the opposite side of him, it has been a little bit tough for him. But he's trying to find different ways to get there and and to um, make himself uh, get open and be able to hit the quarterback. And like I said, four sacks in the last four games. So it definitely will be interesting to see kind of how the Chargers try and get Joey open and try and get him uh, to hit Joe Burrow a couple of times. And just real quick, along those same lines. On the other side of the ball for the Chargers, I don't know what to make of that offensive line. I know Corey Lindsley <laughs> and Rashawn Slater are fantastic. Slater, especially for rookie, should probably be in the rookie of the year conversation, but we know offensive yeah. linemen are never going to get that credit. Other than that, I know there's been some injuries like at guard, and Storm Norton has been, well, Storm Norton at right tackle. Like, What is the situation there? Is, is it just been Lindsley and Slater just p- picking up the slack for the other guys? It it really well I, honestly I'm gonna throw in Matt Filer in there. Matt Filer, that whole left side, when Matt Filer is there, that whole left side has been has been fantastic for the charge. It's the right side that's really hurt him. Storm Norton, Michael Schofield, and it's not like I like I've said, it's not their fault. It's just the fact that uh that the the charge had injuries, they don't have the depth behind them. So it has kind of hurt them in a sense. So yeah, it's been that right side. I mean, last week Bradley Chubb lined up over uh over Storm Norton basically the whole game because he knew that that's the way he was going to get in. He wasn't going to probably wasn't going to get in through Rashawn Slater, so he went to the other side and uh he got he got through a couple of times. He didn't really make a uh, he didn't get a sack or anything, but it 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 has made life hard for Justin Herbert. People are like, why is he throwing uh why is he throwing it's it's been mid-range and kind of like anything from 20 yards down that's what he's been throwing this season and people are like why isn't he going down the field well the thing is last year he uh he he threw it down the field but he was taking massive hits the chargers do not want those massive hits to be taken by him so they're like yeah no we're not going to let you take those massive hits we'll do intermediate routes we'll do small stuff and kind of build our way up but i i think at one point the charge have to really uh they have to let it go a little bit and let Justin kind of cooked down the field because it's it's hurting them at one point where you're looking at the offense and you're kind of like, dude, what's going on? Like, why are you not throwing down the field and letting Justin kind of do what he's been doing? But it's basically because of the offensive line. Like last weekend, Justin took 10, 10, no, 10 hits, was pressured 19 times, and he was sacked three times. So, yeah. I mean, and Matt Filer obviously well, didn't play in that game. Well, Fernando, how yes, do you sir. see the Bengals matchup, the Bengals game? against yeah. the Chargers playing well, out. I, what are are you asking me for my prediction? I'm asking you for your prediction. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I see the Cincinnati Bengals winning oh, yeah. uh, on yes. Sunday, but I'm going to, I'm going to be completely honest though. The Chargers are one of these teams that 
when they when I when I pick them or other people pick them to lose, that's when they play like they've never played before. Like in Spanish, we have a, a we have a saying that says juegan como nunca pero pierden como siempre. They play like oh my god, like fantastic, but then they always lose. That's a saying that they have for the Mexican national soccer team. That's what fans have down in Mexico. That's what they say about the national team. So that's kind of how the Chargers are. They could they could potentially beat the Chiefs and beat the Bengals, but then lose to the Houston Texans, lose to the New York Giants. So they're just a weird team. But I I have the Bengals winning. I just think the Bengals right now are in a better position. Their defense is very. Their defense is better than I think what people are giving them credit for. The Chargers defense is holding on by the threat of Derwin James and Joey Bosa. If we're being completely honest, the offense obviously has a lot of problems on the offensive. They have some problems on the offensive line. And I just that right now the the Bengals are a well-oiled machine and and I yes. think they're rolling pretty well, what, uh, pretty well right now. What, I know I knew you'd like that one. I yeah, like what, it. What do you think? I like it a lot. The score and the player of the game. Uh, score crap um i'll say 34 24 Bengals, and the player of the game i'm gonna i'll say three i'll say jamar chase but i think jamar chase goes over a thousand yards in the season i'll say joe mixon goes over a thousand yards in the season and then joe burrow goes over three thousand yards for the season all in this game wow uh but wow. no you know what i'm not gonna go jamar chase i'm gonna go joe mixon I think Joe Mixon, uh, Nick Mixon is gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna have a, uh, he's gonna have a big day for for the Bengals, and he's gonna run the ball and and run it well. Mixon, Nixon, whatever you'd like, sir. That's that's what I'm gonna give you. So, uh, whichever Thank one you'd you. like to take on that one. Great. Yes, John. <laughs> John, man, I, I, I kind of stole the analysis there. Like, the Chargers, I think, are better than what they've been doing in recent weeks and i think he's got a point whenever we think that they're not going to do so well they end up surprising people and of course the Bengals are on the other side of the spectrum right now they're coming off of a great win they're still going to be at home we've seen them not necessarily handle success and hype necessarily well earlier in the season but now i think you have to hope that they've kind of learned from those mistakes and take it to the next week and play still i think a very talented team Justin Herbert can easily pop off in any one of these weeks. He still has weapons that the Bengals have to account for. I think this game is going to be close. I feel like I've said that for nine of these 11 games, and most of them have just ended up not being close in favor of the Bengals. But I think the Bengals squeak out a win here. I think something like a 27-24 win. Did they lose in New York, or did they lose in Cincinnati in that uh, Jets game? They lost in New York. New York, okay. John, did you say a player of the game? Not by much. What, what if I don't say a player of the game? What are you going to do, Daddy? Why, why, yeah. why should I make an arbitrary like player of the game? Like, What are you going to do to Fernando if, if Joe Mixon's not the player of the game? Exactly. Like, like why, do, why does there have to be a player of the game? Why, why can't there be multiple? Why can't there just be one one side of the ball playing well, better than the other? Why can't there just be one team? There is no player, player the of the game in you team. Know? Yeah. John, it sounds with, like... You with that said, problem. Joe Burrow. You have a... Pro okay. Okay, thank you. Because I was worried. <laughs> it sounded like you have a mad. problem with, with, with a strong leadership and people rising to the top. And it sounded like communism for a second there. But I just want to make sure, I just want to make sure we're on the, okay. But you did succumb to the mandates of the show and you chose Joe Burrow. Hoji. Well, this is a really tough one. And I'll tell you why. Because the charges are as unpredictable as the Bengals have been really. I mean, the Bengals have done better, I think. But if you look at the teams the Chargers have beaten, that's a surprise. And if you look at the teams that have beaten the Chargers, 
And even in one case, not even allowed them to score, right? The Seahawks didn't even, they didn't even get one point against the Seahawks. That's kind of crazy. So it's a weird and unpredictable team. But when I look at the weaknesses of, of these Chargers, I look at the lack of depth on the receivers. I look at the, they don't really pose much of a risk to our offensive line. I look at all those factors. And then I look at the momentum that the Bengals have. I think this could be a big win. I think we could be talking, you know, low digits Chargers, maybe six points, maybe three, and high digits Bengals, maybe even in the 30s, let's say 32. And in terms of who's going to be the player of the game, I always say the same one because he's the he's the king of our heart, Davio, Evan McPherson, the kicker who came from somewhere. That's what they call him. And he, in fact, chose his name, his nickname. His new nickname is, hold on, Mac? What was it? Hold on. He chose his nickname. Yeah. No, 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 no. He just chose a nickname for himself. He, he did yeah, which you it. cannot do. It, it's not how that works. But, John, what was it? I don't remember. Hey, the Chargers kicker tried to do the same thing. He called himself the Money Badger, and look, now he's on the Colts. So, yeah, you don't pick your own, you don't pick your own nicknames. You, you have them. Kick, what if you're baptized kicked, as a, as, with your nickname? What if you've already kicked 10, 50-yard field goals, and you're only like 17 years old? I mean, the guy's amazing. Crazy leg. Yeah. Well, if you want to know my prediction, guys, I would say, and I'm going to be honest, like Fernando, it's going to be a close game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, no. Really? No, it is. It is. But I do think that they will ultimately prevail in the end 37 to 13. Okay. Yes. That is, that's what I see happening. Is that a missed field goal? You're a missed extra point you're imagining? No, I, get, I think that, yeah, they get a couple of field goals. Yeah. Okay. So you the player of the game, Daniel? You guys are I'm both sorry? predicting low points. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fernando. No, no, no. Know. That's not on me. I'm not the one taking the field. I mean, but I'll take the, pay- I'll take the, the paycheck, but I won't take I on be- the field. I respect the Chargers, and I respect Justin. I do. But I'm looking at the trends, and I'm looking the way. Like, if you look at the teams they've not done well against, yeah, yeah they didn't do. I think they didn't do well against the Ravens, and they didn't do very well against the uh Broncos. The other teams, uh, I think the, even the Pittsburgh Steelers, they played them recently and it was a close game. They won, but I think it was pretty close. Yeah. So, you know. But if you're wondering what I mean when I say it would be a close game for the Bengals, I'm of course referring to the fact that they will be playing in Cincinnati, which is pretty close to where they live. That is what I meant. Right. <laughs> right. Now, Daddy, let me ask you a question. Who's the player of the game for you? Player of the game. I think Jamar Chase is due. To have another big game. I think Jamar Chase does it. That man can do everything. He can block. He can run. I am amazed by Jamar Chase. Did you see him? He's he's got so many moves. Yeah. I'm so disappointed that we don't get to see Asante Samuel Jr. versus Jamar Chase. That would have been a fun matchup. Absolutely. But you know, Fernando, you know what else is a fun matchup? Uh Uh-oh. It is when you, when the the numbers of your bank accounts. Hold your wallet. Line up with a deposit made by a patron. He's which is a robot that, that automatically pays you. And you can go to patreon.com slash Sports to support us. And thank you, Courtney. And uh, you can go there. You can become a member. Because really, really, what, what do we have but other than each other and our money? 
And what, what keeps us doing this and, and, and seeing each other during these holiday seasons? They want to spend time oh, no. with their loved ones other than money. Really, it's, it's all there is. He's the Scrooge who never learned his lesson. In fairness, today is Giving Tuesday. so There you go. It is Giving Tuesday. And you can give in so many ways. We don't care how you give. We don't care how much you give. I do need the new mic. consistently. Yes. And it's the, hey, it's the, the best time of the year. The, the time of giving. So, yeah, I, I understand what you guys are talking about. Thank you, Fernando. If you love the show, show the love. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, thank you. And so, yeah, so you can go to iTunes or whatever. Five-star review. You can subscribe here. Turn on notifications. Become a member. You can do super chat. I love the super chats. I Up love vote. the super chats. Leave I comment. would say this: the super chat is is the opposite of what is the super chat. What is the super so chat? you know when you supersize, you're getting okay. you're getting you know you pay like five more cents, and you get like like five times the taco, which I would only recommend doing at the old, uh, at the new Chargers Stadium. I wouldn't do it at the old Chargers Stadium. I would need at the Chargers Stadium if I was you guys. But you're not. You're not gonna have. You're not gonna have a fart buffer, except on the plane. Never sit next to this man on a plane. He thinks when the plane goes up in the air, no one can hear his farts. We can hear them. <laughs> yes, but but so that is that is what you you can you you get. But here the super chat means is it, you you are getting charged for chatting. It is a terrible deal, terrible deal. But somehow we have all these people, Rick Holly, Razmataz, they're, this, they're just paying to chat. They don't know they can chat for free, apparently. They're paying for the super chat. So that's what the super chat is. I, do. I, I think you've got something wrong, but I can't figure it out. Definitely go to Believe in Chargers and subscribe. Yes. And uh, Lorenzo Neal and Fernando Ramirez are the hosts. It's an right. amazing show, insightful, funny, fun, entertaining, engaging. All the other words. And uh, just do that. And you can go to his uh, Sports Illustrated and you can follow him on Twitter. And uh, that is it. That is all we have for this Wonderful. show. Wonderful. I so, appreciate you guys having me on. We, we appreciate having you on the show, Fernando. For Fernando Ramirez and John Sheeran and Dr. Roger Electric-Gismoji, I'm Daddy oh, yeah. Duke. We will see you next time. So long. Esviti Pais. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.